Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. This is episode 445 on this Tuesday. And on the show today, I have my former co-host of the Up All Night Show back in the day at Freed Hardman University, the one, the only, Brad Page. And he is going to be on the show to talk about the Tennessee Titans and Tennessee Volunteers. And it should be a great time. And reminisce about the good old days at Freed Hardman University when we were running things with the Up All Night Show. Wednesday show, I'm going to have the head football coach of the Lynette Panthers, a 2A program in East Alabama, and they are taking on a big rival this Friday at Dan Washburn Stadium in Lynette, Alabama. They're taking on the Valley Rams, so the Lynette Panthers, Valley Rams. Coach Story is going to be on the show tomorrow. And then on Thursday, I'm going to have Georgia Vipers point guard Cortez Chaney as we get ready for All-Star Weekend in the PBA. They have changed the venue to Shaw High School. And uh, Cortez is going to be on the show and just talk about that. And his alma mater is playing Shaw Thursday night. Kendrick is taking on Shaw at Kennett Stadium. Don't forget that Friday show is going to be my high school football wrap-up show for week one. And I'm going to preview week two. I'm going to break down all the matchups in the Chattahoochee Valley, including the high school game of the week, which is Glenwood and Brookstone. And then going to preview the Heritage Bowl, Smith Station, Central. It is rivalry week. This is just a great time for high school football. And this is the time where we enjoy high school football and we can pay attention to it more than the college game in the NFL because right now NFL preseason is going on and college football does not start until Saturday, technically week zero this Saturday. But then we have week one that really kicks things off Thursday night, September 1st. And I cannot wait for that. I am excited just to be doing this show And I've been truly blessed to actually have a radio show and a podcast that's been thriving. And just thank everybody who has supported me as I've been doing this show for about two and a half years. We've got a great show for you. The Atlanta Braves do get a win over the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Atlanta Falcons lose in the preseason. But as I watched that game, I saw some good things out of Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. It's something to be optimistic about if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan as I am a San Francisco 49ers fan, but living in Georgia, I have rooted for the Atlanta Falcons. I've been the Atlanta Falcons' biggest supporter, and a lot of Falcons fans think that this is going to be a really bad year. Some of the NFL experts think that they're going to finish 2-15, 3-14. There's a lot to be happy about if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan. First of all, Kyle Pitts, they're tied in. 
their best target. He is a matchup nightmare. And when I was watching that preseason game against the New York Jets and I saw Marcus Mariota with his feet in the pocket, being poised, that 50-yard strike to Kyle Pitts, and then Desmond Ritter, even though he was playing second stringers, he looked good as well. I know it was the Jets, and I know it was preseason, but the Jets do have some defensive players. In the practice they had, it seemed like the Jets were the more physical team. Defensive coordinator Dean Pease is going to get this Falcons team to be more physical on defense, and I think that is going to be the key to the Atlanta Falcons doing well this season. The Atlanta Falcons will have their preseason home game this Saturday against the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We do have one more week of NFL preseason games. Usually week three is when the majority of the starters will play. So let's see if the Atlanta Falcons can give the crowd at the Benz a good showcase. I still don't like the fact that the Atlanta Falcons' attendance is horrible, especially on those Sunday afternoon games at 1 o'clock where there's no fans in the stands. Maybe this is the year that Marcus Mariota becomes one of those quarterbacks that could be dynamic. One thing that made Matt Ryan good was he was a very good pre-snap quarterback and he was able to read defenses and he just had poise in the pocket and that's why he was nicknamed Matty Ice. But he wasn't mobile. Yes, he would put the team on his back, but he wasn't mobile and there were some situations where he could have got rid of the football or got out of some sacks. Two occasions that I can think of where Matt Ryan made a huge mistake and it's he's to blame the 2013 NFC championship game the Falcons were up 24 to 20 Matt Ryan had the ball in 49ers territory and he fumbles Alden Smith recovers and the 49ers end up coming back and winning that game 28 to 24 hate to bring up the Super Bowl but I'm gonna Matt Ryan in field goal range after a pass completion to Julio Jones but the Trey Flower sack that took him out of field goal range that was huge. That shouldn't have happened. If Matt Ryan had better awareness, he would have got rid of the football. There might be a new leaf turned in Atlanta. All right, well, the Atlanta Braves, they cut the lead to three. An incredible 2-1 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Jake Ordazi getting the victory. And the New York Mets losing to the New York Yankees in the Subway Series. And now it's a three-game lead for the Mets. A very optimistic Atlanta Braves season. They will return to the postseason. The question is... Who are they going to face in the divisional round? Are they going to face the Dodgers? Are they going to face the Mets? Can they avoid either one of them? Because you're looking at the wild card round. Can they make it to the division series and eventually get back to their third straight NLCS? Just want to remind everybody about this upcoming Friday show. It is going to be my high school football show. It's dubbed Friday Night Lights, the preview review show for high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. And you voted on it. On Twitter, the high school game of the week is Glenwood and Brookstone at the Swamp in Phoenix City. It will be Glenwood's home opener. I know that I was trying to convince you to try to vote for Carver and Spencer because that was clearly the high school game of the week. It's WRBL's high school game of the week. I like Valley and Lynette. I like the rivalry week, and I really was rooting for Carver and Spencer. The Heritage Bowl just means so much. These two programs are very historic in Columbus, been playing since 1962. A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium this Friday night at 7.30 is going to be packed. 
It is going to be an event. And DJ Jones of Thrift Behringer will be on the call. I can't wait for that. It is going to be exciting. And then I'm going to be calling the Russell County-Harris County game. I'm not putting it out just yet, but I will have a Twitter poll where we can pick the high school game of the week for week three. But there are some matchups. When you think of week three, and I had to take a sneak peek because week three is fascinating. It's Labor Day weekend. A lot of high schools like to travel because you have the three-day weekend. Teams get some extra time off. But right now, it's not a foregone conclusion that the high school game of the week is Callaway and Troop County at Callaway Stadium Friday night. But that is a huge game. They have been in my rankings. I have my top 10 rankings every week. And Callaway right now is number two. Troop County is number four. I mean, so that is a monster game. But there are some other intriguing games that could be in consideration for high school game of the week. All right. So I think it's time to bring my former co-host of the Up All Night Show, Brad Page, on the show. So we'll be right back. And when we come back, I will have Brad Page on the show. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back. You are listening to us on a radio station at noon, and it's called WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and I've been there for about eight months. And I got a guest on the show. It's been a while, but, well, since football's starting back up, we got NFL preseason, week one, actually week zero of college football, starts this weekend so i've got brad page on the show brad what's up hey richard man it's always man it's great to hear from you i know i haven't heard from you in a while but yeah man like like you said it's football time and um it's a it's inside time uh definitely uh, so looking forward to talk, talking some football well first things first i almost was going to talk kevin durant to the grizzlies with you <laughs> but the yeah. word broke he's staying in brooklyn Oh, that would have been some great radio just going back and forth about Kevin Durant going to the Grizzlies. But, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, the Grizzlies are going to be fine without him. Grizzlies got a great, you know, young core uh, already. You know, they really didn't need Durant, in my opinion. I mean, they got a great young core uh, going there. The Grizzlies are going to be fine. We saw what they could do in the playoffs in last season. Durant's going to be in Brooklyn and – We'll see where it goes with him and uh, Ben Simmons and Irving. So you are a Tennessee Volunteers fan and a Tennessee Titans fan. So I really appreciate every time you come on that we could talk some Tennessee football. Tennessee takes on Ball State on September the 1st, a special Thursday night game. I got to tell you, Brad, a lot of the media is picking Tennessee to finish second in the SEC East. Josh Heupel has got his hurry-up offense with Hendon Hooker. And a lot of the media, and you know, there's a lot of media that actually thinks that Tennessee is going to knock off Georgia in Athens. You're pretty optimistic. What are the expectations this year uh, for Tennessee? Well, like you said, I mean, a lot of people are picking them to either finish second or third in the SEC East. And it's very possible um, with the schedule that they have. It's very favorable. They got a lot of great home games. Um, especially with Florida playing at Tennessee this year and Alabama playing at Tennessee. This is going to be the year to see what Hopple can do the second year, uh, see what kind of coach he really is, you know, because he first came in, you know, first year uh, with his high-powered offense. But uh, it's very possible, uh, you know, for them to finish second or third, I believe, if everybody stays healthy and then Hooker comes back uh, in that system that he's very familiar with. And you also got Jabari Small. Great running back and uh, Sager Tillman. 
wide receiver. And so most of the players are coming back with Hopple's system they already um, know and familiar with. The uh, game that I think is going to really tell us what, t- what kind of thing Tennessee's going to be is my birthday, September the 10th, Tennessee goes up to Pittsburgh and plays Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Panthers. And uh, after that game, we'll kind of see what kind of team Tennessee will be because I think they can get by Akron and they might get head uh, into Neyland being 3-0, and taking on the Gators and build off that momentum um, and seeing where that, the season carries them. Wouldn't that be something? A great birthday present. Tennessee taking on a Pittsburgh team that's ranked and they don't have Kenny Pickett. He's now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Addison entered the transfer portal. He's with USC, but Pittsburgh takes on West Virginia in the backyard brawl Thursday night. I'm looking at the Ball State game on the SEC Network Thursday night as well. That's a good barometer just, just to see what Tennessee looks like. Yeah. Then then they take on Pittsburgh week two. That's a 3-30 game on ABC. Akron, I expect them to go 3-0. and I don't think Pittsburgh is as strong as they were. Right, right, well, especially with Pickett being gone. And um, I hope they can get it done up there for sure. Akron and Tennessee, that's going to be a win. 3-0 and going into the Florida game. It's at Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee yep. did not favor well against Florida last year. Uh, they've only beat them once since 2004. But the, the tide has got, no pun intended, but the tide has got to turn for the Tennessee Volunteers, even though Florida under new coach uh, Billy Napier, and he's got Anthony Richardson, and Florida's supposed to be having this recruiting class. I mean, do you think that Tennessee should be able to beat Florida? I think it's very possible, you know, with them being at home. And again, you know, they, they, they did lose, you know, Kyle Trask, you know, from a few years ago. And like you said, you know, they do have Richardson, uh, Richardson stepping up. Uh, yeah, definitely with the uh, momentum going 3 0, uh, you know, Neyland to be rocking and hopefully, uh, hopefully Tennessee can play their best, you know, to, to beat Florida. And it would be a huge win for them because next week after that, they go on down to Baton Rouge. Brian Kelly and the Tigers. It's very possible for them to beat them in Knoxville. Uh, it's always a good day when Tennessee beats Florida. And I'm looking at that week in October, Tennessee taking on LSU. So it looks like they're going to play LSU off a bye. So that is something That's to keep right. an eye That's on. Yeah. We don't have a time yet for that game, but I, I imagine if Tennessee is 4-0, yeah. that's probably going to be a primetime game. And then they would have to play in LSU, Death Valley at night. I'm sorry. I just don't see them winning that game in Death Valley. Right, I mean, right. that, yeah. is, that is a tall task to be no, LSU in Death Valley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for any team it is, definitely. Tennessee maybe only have maybe two or three losses this year, you know, and that could be definitely one of them. And, and of course, Alabama or Georgia. If they can get by either um, Alabama or Georgia and still lose to LSU, I mean, I, you know, they're going to have a great year no matter what. Yeah, like you said, uh, Jeff, Jeff Alex, it's always a hard place to play. It's always uh, their fan base is, you know, incredible, you know, crazy, rowdy, you know, no matter who comes, you know, to uh, Baton Rouge at that time. Brad, I've got Tennessee finishing nine and three. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, very possible. Very possible. I mean, I would say definitely nine and three or ten and two um, at the ten, most. Ten and two. Yeah. yeah. You got them beating LSU or beating Georgia? Well, some people have them beating Georgia. It's very possible for them to beat Georgia. Very possible. I I do see them beating Georgia rather than Alabama. Yeah, I do. I, I do see that. But um, 
Yeah, nine, nine and three is very um, – is most likely, I would say. But ten, ten and two could definitely be possible if they could uh, – if it get by Alabama or Georgia and then ride out the rest of the season, you know, and finish out. Because the rest of the season, you know, you got – you'd see Martin, that's a win. Kentucky, that's always – you know, a game that's up in the air, it can go either way. And a lot of people are, are picking the Wildcats to either be second, you know, or third as, as well in the SEC East. And then it's very weird to play Georgia later in the year. I mean, um, I'm so used to playing Georgia earlier, but we're, we're, we're going to be playing Georgia on the n- November the 5th uh, at, at Athens. If we get by Georgia, I think, I think they can definitely ride out, beating Missouri, South Carolina, Bandy to close out. Brad, I am a Georgia fan. I have a podcast based in Georgia. My most of my listening audience are Georgia fans. You know, just won a national championship. But you being a Tennessee fan, I mean, you've seen the rivalry between Tennessee and Georgia. And yes, it is a very decent rivalry, just especially the last 20 years. And so you've seen some crazy games, the hotmail boot. You've seen Georgia, uh, Josh Dobbs with uh, Jawan Jennings, Hail Mary in the back of the end zone. A lot of games that really haven't favored Georgia, but that would be something if Tennessee was able to knock off Georgia in Athens on November the 5th. But do you think that Georgia was ranked too high? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you still got Stetson Bennett coming back and most of the, uh, you know, returning players from the national, you know, squad, the national championship squad. I mean, yeah, Georgia's you know, def- definitely where they should be. And with Tennessee being ranked maybe 10 for 15, you know, in some polls, they got to let their talking be on the field, you know, see if they really do can hold up this rank because Tennessee has been ranked high before a lot of times. I mean, during the year, they're not as good as we thought they were. <laughs> and uh, But I hope that they do hold up the bargain. Tennessee would just have to put up a lot of points, of course, to beat Georgia. They're just going to play their style of, you know, high, high offense, uh, definitely, and see if Georgia can keep up with their up-tempo, high offense. Should be a great game no matter what. Brad, I have got the AP poll in front of me, and Tennessee has got 180 votes, so I, they would be ranked 26. So they're, right. the, they're the one team that's got the most votes outside <laughs> of the top 25. Right, you you got Wake Forest that's number twenty two. Sam Hartman's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati they lost Desmond Ritter, Sauce Garner. You really think Cincinnati's going to have a great season? They could be losing to Arkansas week one, and they drop out of the top twenty five. Houston, we'll see how they do in the American Conference. BYU, I think if Tennessee gets a couple of wins, that they'll crack the top twenty five. But looking at the rankings. A lot of talks that Notre Dame is ranked way too high at number five. I actually, I think Texas A&M is ranked too high at number six. I know Clemson has a great defense. We don't know the quarterback play. What's that going to look like? Right. And get this, that Texas is another one of those teams on the outside looking in out of the top 25. If Quinn Ewers is that, quarterback that's good as advertised and Mm -hmm. if sark can flourish in year two look out i think that the texas longhorns can compete with oklahoma if they beat oklahoma and baylor and if they give alabama a good game in austin look i I wouldn't be surprised if texas cracks the top 25 as well oh absolutely absolutely you're definitely right do you think that alabama could possibly lose more than two games this year 
I'm going to look at their schedule. Um, I mean, it is – I don't see them losing more than two. No, no. I say I say definitely two at the most. I mean, t- I mean, also on my birthday, Alabama goes to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Early, early that morning, but um, I think Alabama will handle them there. Um, but – no, I think I think the most that Alabama will probably lose is, is is two at the most, if it does happen. I'm gonna make a prediction because I, I think they'll go undefeated, but they might yeah. they might have one loss. It will be a tight game in the fourth quarter against Arkansas. It's gonna be a tight game in the fourth quarter against Tennessee. Right. Uh, I think they blow out Texas A&M. I actually think yeah. that you remember a couple years ago when they beat Texas A&M like 59 to nothing. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. gonna be one of those games. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's going to be a close game against LSU. All these games are road games at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Ole Miss. You don't think that Alabama could slip up in one of those road games? I mean, it is possible, but I think that all those games are going to be close. Alabama's not a perfect team. Did did you see Kool-Aid McKinstry get beat on a lot of wide receiver pass patterns? I mean, they have a weakness they right. don't have great lockdown corners. Mm-mm. No, no. I mean, no, they're not really the same team what they used to be. Um, and, um, yeah, it's very possible. Um, one of those uh, going to uh, either Knoxville, Baton Rouge, or or Fayetteville, you know, I think either one of those three teams could possibly um, surprise and, 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 and knock them off in one of those games. That's the only teams I see that could beat them this season, like you said, um, if it does happen. The way you're going to beat Alabama this year is to get in a shootout with Bryce Young. I think Hendon Hooker can do it. Right. I don't think Texas A&M's got the quarterback for it. I think K.J. Jefferson. Arkansas's got the quarterback with K.J. Jefferson. I don't think LSU can do it, but I think Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin's offensive play calling. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think definitely. that Ole Miss could keep it very close. And I want to mm-hmm. think Ole Miss has got Jackson Dart. He entered the transfer portal. I know they're mm-hmm. going to miss Matt Corral, but Jackson Dart, he's hes a pretty good quarterback. I have no expectations of Auburn this year. Brian Harson <laughs> year two, they might go six and six, seven and five, but that is going to be tough. We've got a long ways to go. I mean, Auburn does. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're still rebuilding um, for sure. This is my opinion. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but if Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC championship, it's not a foregone conclusion that Alabama is going to win. Look at all the times that Georgia has faced Alabama and they had just as many good players and they had a double-digit lead on Alabama every single time. So it is not an automatic layup for Alabama to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. I agree. I totally agree. If there is any team out there that could beat Alabama, it's Georgia. Kirby Smart recruits a top five recruiting class every year. He's pretty much Nick Saban 2.0. And did you see that Alabama just decided to give Nick Saban an eight-year extension to make him the highest paid? Yeah, just yes. saw that an hour ago, right, through 2030, right, right. Uh, <laughs> the highest paid coach in college football now. And so now Kirby Smart is like, ah, what, what do I got to do? Exactly. Exactly. And everybody's thinking, will he ever retire? Will he ever retire? You know, and <laughs> I just don't see it. I just don't. I think he's going to coach until he's not able to coach anymore, you know. And um, 
That's just how it is. That D-line is scary for Alabama. DJ Dale, Dallas Turner, Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. Good luck running on that D-line. This is Alabama's year. They are the odds-on favorite to win the national championship. Could Ohio State give them a game in the national championship? Well, I don't know if Ohio State is going to be in the national championship. They could lose to Michigan. They got to go at Penn State and Michigan State. And uh, I know that Notre Dame is ranked a little high top five. What if Notre Dame knocks off the upset week one at the horseshoe? You're right. It's very possible, yeah. And, yeah, there there goes Ohio State's chances for sure, you know. I mean, if they get beat early, um, it'd be kind of hard to recover from that, like you said, going to Michigan, Penn State, you know, it'd be, uh, it'd be a tough road. Switching gears, Brad, because I know as much as we love college football, and we could talk college football for an entire hour oh, yeah. on this show. And, you know, the station manager, Mike, just give me an hour. But we got to <laughs> we got to talk about the NFL because we had NFL yep. preseason. Tom Brady takes a leave of absence for 11 days. There's word <laughs> that he might have appeared on the mask scener. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah. back. Uh, the Titans did. He, the, the Titans did beat the Buccaneers in the preseason game. Right. Um, Malik Willis looked pretty good. Uh do you think he'll eventually win the starting job over Ryan Tannehill? Well, it's definitely possible. I mean, I think Tannehill is definitely going to start out the first of this season, you know, and see how, uh, you know, how long it goes. And hopefully, you know, he will get get them, you know, a lot of wins. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely see Willis as a number two. You know, I think I think it's a lot better than, uh, than Logan Wood's side for sure. Um, and, um, yeah, it's – it's very possible for Willis to come on in. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think they do want to bring him in maybe to, you know, some games, you know, maybe some some place where he does run. Anything can happen for sure. I definitely see him um, taking over. I just don't know when it would be, you know, if it be the middle of the season or toward the end, you know, we'll just see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, I mean, if Tannehill does, you know, struggle a lot, yeah, for sure, you know, they're going to give Willis a chance. It'd be exciting to see, you know, what how he can handle it and everything. Just see what happens. Brad, the Titans got a tough schedule. I was actually I'm I'm looking at the schedule right now. And I know last year they beat a lot of good teams. But looking at this schedule, and we're we're gonna play a little game. I'm gonna start with week one against the New York Giants. Yep. It's it's in Tennessee. The Giants are not gonna have Cave on Thibodeau. Danny Dimes is not the quarterback. And who knows? Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo could be starting for the Giants week one. Uh is that a win or a loss for the Titans? That's a win for sure. All right, week two, um, yep. Monday night, they travel to Buffalo, take out Josh Allen and the Bills. What do you think? Is that a win or a loss? I wouldn't say it's a win, but being in Buffalo, crowd going crazy, I think Buffalo's going to handle them, especially because they don't have A.J. Brown and Jeffrey Simmons, you know, some, you know, some, some of their really great players. Yeah, I think Buffalo's going to get them there. I do. Uh, I mean, I hate I hate to say it, but uh, you know, it's very it's very likely for sure. Um, I think I think Buffalo wants revenge, especially you know what happened to them in Nashville uh, last year. Especially Derrick Henry throwing you know stiff arming and flipping him across the air and everything. I think they're still pretty upset over that. And yeah, Buffalo's probably got a great chance to win the back one. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Josh Norman was the quarterback <laughs> for uh, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, all right. But so, still it rains with them, you know, and still their dislike for the Titans, I'm sure, you know, is going to carry over. I thought you said the Buffalo was going to get revenge on the Titans for the Music City Miracle. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You know, you, you, yeah, but it's always a bitter, you know, taste in their mouth, you know, uh, that, you know, but that happened and everything. Week three, you got the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels high powered offense with Devonte Adams. Zamir White, that's going to be a sleeper in my fantasy draft. I think that Zamir White is going to win that starting job over Josh Jacobs. And the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Titans in Nashville. You know the thing about the Titans that it doesn't really matter where they play. It could be in Nashville. It could be in Las Vegas. The Titans are only favored by two and a half. I think that's going to be a very tough game, especially if the Raiders are a playoff team this year. Right, right. But I know that you're going to pick a win. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders, you know, do do pull that one out. Um, like I said, because of uh, you know, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr. Uh, but um, I, you know, Titans. I, I do believe they are going to win that one. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders do keep it close and um, you know, and beat them in Nashville there. Two and one going into Indianapolis to take on Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor is their running back. They have one of the best guards in all of football, Quentin Nelson, DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. That defense is scary. But yeah. it's the Colts. It's a division <laughs> foe. Uh, they seem to sometimes do well against the Colts. I think, didn't they sweep them last year? Yep, they sure did. And um, I think they're going to beat them again uh, first, you know, with their first game against them. I do, I do think they're going to get the win there. Um because, you know, if they do get past the Raiders, you know, it gives them confidence, you know, well, you know, we got our division foe and um, just keep it rolling. And um, I think I think they can get to Matt Ryan for sure, um, put, put a lot of pressure on them, and um, they can come out with a win there. All right. And then uh, taking on the Commanders, I think that's going to be a win, even though it's in Washington. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to move on. That was a win. <laughs> and yeah. Then- yeah. Yeah. Um, Chalk that one up as a win for sure. And then, and then they take on the Colts again. So mm-hmm. they, this is after the bye. So they get to play the Colts yeah. after the bye. Do you think that's going to be a win? They sweep the season series. I do. I do. You know, um, I think, I think they will get the Colts there. Um, yeah. Yeah. They always play, you know, they always want to play tough every game, but um, especially, you know, against, uh, you know, they're great division rivals, lots of Colts. I think they will pull pull out for sure there. All right, five and one, <laughs> then going to Houston and taking on Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. So, Brad, both you and I agree that they'll beat the Houston Texans. Yes. And they'll be six and one mm-hmm. getting ready. Oh, this is a, this is gonna be exciting mm-hmm. Sunday night, Sunday night game mm-hmm. between between the Kansas City Chiefs. November the sixth, the Tennessee Titans going to Arrowhead Stadium to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Tyreek Hill-less Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> I know the fan in you wants a win. I, I get yeah, it. I, do. I really, really do. But come on, Sunday night, cold weather, Arrowhead Stadium. Hey, didn't the Titans beat the Rams on Sunday night at SoFi last year? They did. They did without Derrick Henry, with Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I mean. Oh, wow. They did. I mean. Um, yeah, it's very possible for them to beat them, but I think the Chiefs are going to win that one. I mean, you know, I mean, the Chiefs are definitely, I believe they're the better team than Titans. You know, I would say right now, 
Um, the Chiefs are probably going to pull that one out. Uh, it's going to be a great game, though. I think it's going to be a really great game going down to the end. But I think Patrick Mahomes probably be too much for him. I hate to say it. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just hate to say it, but, you know, it, it's just who he is, you know, and he always gets the Titans. You know? um, and um, for, for the most part, he has. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to say win for the Chiefs there. <clears throat> I noticed the quarterback play during this stretch, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Joe <laughs> Burrow. The next game, Veterans Day weekend, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. It's in Tennessee. But at this point, do they make the switch to Malik Willis because they need a dynamic quarterback to go toe-to-toe with these quarterbacks? I don't think Ryan Tannehill could get the job done. I, very I just possible, very possible. And, and if they do, Willis may not get his first game, but he might get the net following game after. But they may they may want to switch directions, like you said. They may want to go, you know, with um, you know, with uh a more dynamic quarterback like Willis is to go toe to toe with Wilson and Rogers and Burrow. Um, but um, with him coming in the first game, I just don't know if he can get it done, you know, um, you know, with the lack of experience and everything, but hopefully he can gain experience, you know, you know, with the more he plays and everything. Um, but I, I do see the Broncos beating the Titans, even if it is Malik Willis or Tannehill. I do think Russell Wilson's going to, you know, have a great game against them there in the Music City. Six and three so far on a short week, taking on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field on that Thursday night prime video. We get the broadcast of Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. I cannot wait for that game. I got to just renew my Prime Video subscription for these awesome mm-hmm. games. I think it's going to be a loss. It's on a short week, and, and they're going to go six and four. Would you agree? I definitely agree. Like you said, short week going to Lambeau later in the year. You know, it'll probably be cold there again. Uh, they lost in Lambeau last time they were up there. I believe it was Sunday night. They didn't have their best game. Yeah, I definitely see uh, Aaron Rodgers coming out, having, having another uh, – Aaron Rodgers game, <laughs> you know. Uh, Coming back to Nashville, taking on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, the rematch of the divisional game where the Bengals mm-hmm. took home field advantage away from the Tennessee Titans, all those turnovers. Ryan Tannehill, just a crazy ending at the end of the game, a field goal. The Bengals win it on a field goal. They shock the Tennessee Titans, who had the number one seed last year. Do the Titans get revenge over the Bengals? They get revenge. I think they're still sick about what happened. You know, the, a lot of people were picking the Titans last year to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of, you know, with especially with all the star players they had, you know. I mean, um, and, and they still got most of those star players. But um, I think the Bengals did surprise them and, and, and surprise a lot of people. But I think the Titans are going to, Especially, you know, probably getting beat by Green Bay. They definitely want to get the Bengals. They definitely want to get that revenge, you know, that the Titans had that game. If if, if Ryan Tannehill hadn't thrown like three crucial picks, you know, they were definitely in that game, like you said. And uh, and uh, the Bengals had just beat them by a field goal. So they were with the Bengals. So they can play with them very well, you know, but just got beat by a field goal. But I think the Titans are going to definitely get it done uh, in Nashville. 
All right, seven and four, traveling up to the city of brotherly love to take on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. And a, a welcome back, A.J. Brown, although it's going to be in Philly, but the Titans get to face A.J. Brown up in Philly. They get to face them, but I think they're going to beat them. I believe they're going to get – they'll be eating cheesesteaks and they're going to celebrate in Philly. Uh, yeah, I I see the Titans being the Eagles there. Get their confidence going on a roll there for sure. So the next three games, they, they play the Jaguars at home, the Chargers on the road, the Texans at home. We're just going to skip those two games. They're, they're going to beat yeah. the Jaguars and Texans yeah. at home. But yes. do they beat Justin Herbert? And Do they beat the Chargers at SoFi? I'm going to say they're going to get past the Chargers. They're going to defense is going to it's going to be strong enough to to, to handle Herbert, and I I believe they're going to take care of the, the the Chargers. All right, so I've got them losing to the Bills. You, you we have the same record: the Bills, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. the Broncos, the Packers. They got mm-hmm. four losses so far. Four losses. They, mm-hmm. they they take on the, the Texans at Christmas Eve. They're going to win that that game. And right. then a Thursday night game. <laughs> and, Brad, I got to get you and Gabe Reynolds on the show together. All right. There, there is no question in my mind that Gabe Reynolds is going to be at that game. The Dallas Cowboys take it on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that's going to be like right before that game. That would be the dream match to get you, Rob Frazier, and Gabe Reynolds all on the show at once. So we could talk about that game because that Absolutely. is huge. Absolutely, I'm for it. You're right, right. Oh yeah, it's going to be a huge game. I mean, I mean, you know, you can't ask for you know anything better, really. You know, I mean, that's you know when you look at the schedule, you know, that's the game that really you know you know makes you excited uh, for sure. And um, I think Titans are going to get it done. I think they're going to get past the Cowboys. I think they're going to take care of the Cowboys there and and, and finish the you know the season strong. They beat Jacksonville on the eighth. Right, right. Oh, I forgot. They beat Jacksonville for sure um, on on the eighth. Yeah, I forgot. They had one more to start the year in twenty twenty three. There. Um, so yeah, uh, they're going to beat the Cowboys and they're going to beat the Jaguars. Finish out and hopefully they can keep that momentum going into the playoffs. Who knows what can happen? Maybe they can get hot at the right time and kind of like the Bengals did. Anything can happen. So Brad, you're telling me that the Tennessee Titans are going to finish 13-4. and four. So I'm guessing that Derrick Henry is just going to be the MVP of the league. Very possible. Or it, Malik Willis is just that dude, and mm-hmm. he he's pretty much taken over. I mean, I don't even know. I, I want to know who is their wide receivers. Now that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown is not there, I go to a little website called rlads.com. Mm-hmm. They got Traylon Burks. From Arkansas. <laughs> right, right. And then they got Robert Woods. He he was injured all last year. Austin right. Hooper comes over from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I mean, they got a pretty decent offensive line with Taylor Lewan, Ben Jones, Nate Davis. Let's look at that defense because that's where it's won. Yeah. In the trenches, Jeffrey Simmons, like you said, Bud Dupree, right. Zach Cunningham, Caleb Fairley. They have Kevin Byard, um, Amani Hooker. They got a very underrated defense, but it, it's got to be one in the trenches. I think that that offensive line has got to stay healthy. Taylor Lewan is going to be the big question mark, whether or not he could stay healthy. Right. But I, I think it's possible. I mean, they did not skip a beat getting Robert Woods and Traylon Burks over and getting Austin Hooper. He, he's now their tight end. Right. I, I think that 13 and four, I mean, that's, that's being the fan in you. I mean, I, 
we could go through the 49ers schedule and I could, <laughs> oh, they're, they're going to beat the Rams, you yeah, know, the Seahawks. Yeah. And like, I, you're really just banking on whether or not that Derrick Henry stays healthy and Malik Willis is the quarterback. And if the offensive line stays healthy for sure, because the times are built off their, you know, their, their run game for sure. You, you know, everybody knows they're built off their run game. Once they get their run game going, then you play action going, going deep down the field. But you know they they run they went off the run game uh, for sure. So if they if they do stay healthy and um, like you said, if that defense stays strong, yeah, it's very possible. So a, a player to watch because you got to watch for Derrick Henry's health, right? His backup running back Hassan Haskins. Yeah, they they don't have Donta Foreman anymore. Hassan Haskins, the rookie out of the fourth round, he could be a sleeper in some fantasy leagues. I know that I'm in a fantasy league and I'm, I'm trying to like, look at some of these players that are, you know, flourishing in preseason besides Malik Willis. What player in the preseason games has really stood out to you? I think uh, Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips has been a great, great uh, wide receiver for them. That's, you know, showing that he can definitely um, help them out. And uh, he'll for sure. Um, Kyle Phillips and the, um, Kyle Phillips is definitely um, going to help him out. He's going to be like one of those great slot receivers. Yeah, I can see, um, you know, that can help him out. Malik Willis, is, you know, it's definitely um, definitely shown some promise uh, for sure. Brad, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting me always talk sports with you. It's great to hear from you again. Football is finally here. It's here. And- I am I'm looking forward to talking more football and um, and sports. Thank you so much for having me on. Brad, you are more than welcome to come on the show at any time. I, I'm just thrilled that we could just talk football. I mean, this is where my podcast really starts taking off, is when we get to football season and we can just talk football for more than the half hour that I normally have this show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean – it's the greatest time of the year, I believe, and um, I'm I, I'm glad it's finally here, and um, we'll have a lot of great games this year. It's going to be exciting, especially Oregon and Georgia to kick off. Oh that's boy, gonna, <laughs> that's going to be exciting for sure. <laughs> Thank you for always letting me come on, man. That was Brad Page, everybody. He was a host on a show we did at Freed Harbin called the Up All Night Show, and uh, 20 years later, we're still talking about it. But yo, know, Ed. Just great having him on. And as always, thank you so much, everybody who has listened to the podcast. And stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And I'm out of here. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.